so the God of the Bible, the God who exists, the God that we read about in the book of Genesis, uh, is the God of new beginnings. Take a deep breath right now. Let go of yesterday, inadequacies, failures, it's gone. Embrace this day, this is the gift. Lift up your hearts. And let's learn together how to discover God right here, right now. I want to start with a question for you today. What would it take to make this day a deeply rewarding day for you? I don't mean a perfect day. God knows we don't get to choose that one. I don't mean an easy day or a pleasant day. It may not be at all. But I promise you it can be a rewarding day. What would it take? How about these next few minutes that we're together? 10 minutes, maybe 11, maybe 12. Don't whine about it. What would it take for these moments to be deeply rewarding? What do you think about when you hear that word reward? I want to think about reward in a rewarding life and a rewarding life together with God and tell you something wonderful about God today. We're looking at, in those early chapters of Genesis, this place called Eden, and it was a very rewarding place to live. Folks that are scholars in the language of Hebrew say that Eden itself means something like luxuriant or abundant or um, delightful. And over and over again, we see in that first chapter the word good popping up. God loves to create rewarding objects, rewarding experiences, rewarding moments. When he creates Eden, he says to the human being, now there's, there's these trees and they are uh, beautiful to look at and they are good for food. They're good stuff to eat. And then there's gold, we're told, in Eden. That's kind of rewarding stuff. And onyx, these precious stones. and aromatic resin, stuff that smelled really good, and rivers run through it, and a drought-stricken land to have water just gushing, producing life. That's a wonderful thing. And then meaningful, rewarding work to do. Rule over the earth, the sky, the fish in the oceans, the creatures on the ground. I give you every seed-bearing plant for food, God says. And then he gives the man and the woman to each other. Be fruitful and multiply. That's a rewarding thing to do. God is a God who loves to reward. Now we see it. <coughs> Sorry, I have just a slight uh, cough, so you have to bear with that. Um, if you were uh, with me, I don't know, several months ago, we were talking about habits and the power of habits in life. Reward is indispensable for habit formation. And of course, God's the one that designed this. Charles Duhigg says, uh, the habit loop consists essentially at its core of these three dynamics. There is a cue. You see something, something stimulates. Oh yeah, I want this. And then there is a response. You engage in some kind of behavior. And then there is a reward. Ding, 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 ding. There is a reward center in your brain. And that's what creates the process of habit formation. And that's true for every one of us. So if you're listening to this and thinking, ah, I'm a thinker, I'm not a feeler, I'm not that much into rewards. No, 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 no. Back in the 30s, Edward Thorndike, kind of the father of learning theory, put a little rat in a maze, put a little cheese at the end of it. And then the first time he'd write down, took the rat 60 seconds to figure out how to get through the maze. And then 30 seconds, and then run it again, 16, 11, 8, faster and faster. What happens every time is when the reward is experienced, the habit gets sharpened and clarified and more efficient and stronger. And that was true for you. When you're 
a little tiny being and your hands learn how to grasp food and then you can bring it to your mouth say oh ding 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 and and you learn how to eat and you learn how to walk and you learn how to drive a car you learn how to read a book all the things these things happened because of a reward god is a god who loves reward he loves to give good things so i ask you again what would it take for your life to be rewarding? Is your life rewarding right now? For a lot of us, when we hear that word reward, we think, well, it sounds kind of crass or not terribly spiritually mature or altruistic. So C.S. Lewis wrote wonderful uh, thoughts about this topic of reward, both in his book, The Problem of Pain, and in his essay, The Weight of Glory. And he notes there's two different kinds of rewards. We might think of uh, an intrinsic reward and an extrinsic reward. If you marry somebody for their money, that's an extrinsic reward. It doesn't really uh, fit with the behavior. But if you marry them for love, then marriage is the uh, uh, natural reward that goes with loving somebody. Or when you're learning, if you learn because somebody's paying you to learn or because you get a good reputation for being smart, that's an extrinsic reward. And it's not terribly sustainable. But if you learn for the love of learning, that's an intrinsic reward. That's a really good thing to be able to do. That's the reward that we were created for. Um, back in the day in Israel, rabbis wanted young people to love God and love Torah, God's word. And so when they would teach Torah, sometimes they would put honey in the mouths of those little children who would learn taste and see that the Lord is good. You are made to experience God in a deeply rewarding way. Lewis writes in The Weight of Glory, if we consider the staggering number of rewards in the gospel and the unblushing nature of them, it seems that God doesn't consider our desires too strong but too weak. He says we are like little children uh, making mud pies in the slum because we cannot conceive of the offer of a holiday at the seashore. We're half-hearted creatures fooling around with pleasure or drink or sex or ambition. When infinite joy is offered to us, we are far too easily pleased. So now God comes to you today. Here, this is so interesting. This is now in um, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. The author writes, Without faith it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. If you're going to come to God, you must believe that there is God. Obviously, otherwise I'm not going to come. But you also must believe that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. Now, again, it's not extrinsic rewards. It's not like, well, you get a bigger house and a nicer hat and all this kind of stuff. You get the joy of God. You get the joy of a clean conscience. You get the joy of knowing the reason why you exist. You get the joy of gratitude and beauty and worship and goodness. Jesus says in Revelation chapter 22, I think it's verse 12, I come now and my reward is with me. My reward is at hand. And the reality is, if I do not experience being with God as a deeply rewarding thing, I will never be able to sustain it. 
I can't sustain it just on the basis of feeling guilty if I don't do it or feeling obligated or so. And that was never God's intent. God's intent from the very opening words of Genesis are to create that which is good and good and good. He loves to satisfy the desires of his creatures with good things, the psalmist says. Eden is a place of delight. It is a rewarding place to be. God is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him with the best of all possible rewards, with love and joy and goodness and beauty and truth and courage, and most of all, God himself. So, so, what will it take to make this a rewarding day? And how can you make your experience of God a rewarding thing? Might be very, very simple. This is a little bit embarrassing, but usually in the mornings when I go to talk to God, I will do it with a cup of good, strong coffee because I just love coffee in the morning. And when I associate that with my time with God, it's kind of energizing for me. And I kind of think God likes me better when I have coffee than, I mean, he loves me all the time because he's God, but I think our prayer time is even more alive for him in those kind of moments. Or it might be simply coming back into the world that God made. And man, those early chapters of Genesis should remind us so much of how God wants to meet us in this Eden, the world that he created for us. Stop and smell the roses. Now, what, what happens when you smell a rose? You experience its goodness. Beauty is goodness made manifest to the senses, Dallas used to say, to the eye and to the nose. And then I am rewarded when I stop and do that. Today, listen to a piece of music that you love. Have a conversation with somebody and be genuinely curious about them and learn and delight in the conversation. Give to somebody and then think about, imagine, maybe hear the story of how that gift impacted their life and then you will be rewarded. Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Giving comes with its own rewards. If we simply stop and connect the dots, this day, this day, not going to be a perfect day, that's for sure. It most likely will not be an easy day. So don't bother looking for that. But I'll tell you what, this day can be as rewarding as any day you have ever lived. You can seek after God. It just takes two things, believing that God exists. And if you're not sure, just thinking there's a good possibility. And then to believe he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. Our God is a rewarder. God loves to reward. God wants to reward you. End of teaching. Beginning of a rewarding day with God. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tim. I'm a part of the team here at Become New. If you'd like to receive the emails that go along with each video, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Or if you'd like to receive a text alert whenever we release a new video, you can text the word become to the number 855-888-0444. 
If you have a prayer request, please let us know. You can text that request to that same number, 855-888-0444. There's a group of us who meet every day to pray over those requests. So we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.